you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Damage Jenkins under center. He looks over a nickel secondary right now. It's third and goal at the seven. Damasek drops back to throw, breaks a tackle, cuts to his right. Now cocks his arm and fires a line drive into the caught. Damasek with a belt high grab underneath the crossbar. Heavily covered, and they've got the lead. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are now more than ever here in Not Studio 66. It's your old pal, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Much to get to today. couple quick programming notes for you coming up on Monday on Chris Long's great podcast. I'm sitting in there. I think we do about 90 minutes worth of hot music talk. Check that one out. Also, go and check out the new Daves of Thunder. That's up there for you at davesofthunder.com or wherever you track down your podcasts. And it's also on YouTube these days. And while you're on YouTube, make sure you check out the latest NFL What If. This is the extended execution of the the uh, NFL series. This is with Baldy and Jeremiah and all the rest of the gang um, chopping up the biggest what-ifs in pro football history. This week, the new one is the Immaculate Reception, so make sure you're checking that one out. And uh, let's talk the game of life a little bit, shall we? How you doing there, Eddie Spaghetti? I'm good. I mean, uh, you know, and right now in Los Angeles, uh, on a more positive note, the restaurants, you could dine in. So now I could uh, gain back all the weight I try to lose over quarantine. So I'm going to start sitting in places, have a couple of drinks, uh, you know, order double meals now. So uh, try to all get right. it all back. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that. I, I mean, listen. Be careful as usual. Who am I? I'm not, I'm not getting up on Mal Pius to tell you what to do with yourself. But I remain a little bit cautious, but you do you and, you know, wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. And I also would say to you, Eddie Spaghetti and everybody else, because I know you're you're the sort who's like, ah, the world is so messed up. I'm going to avoid social media. 
if nothing else, this is U.S. history, and it's an ugly chapter and all of that, but this is one of those kinds of things. If I may draw a a line, and I don't mean this glibly, but I've said to my parents, what was it like in the 60s? What was it like when the Beatles came up? What was it like when um, Woodstock was going on in Vietnam? My old man uh, served and all that kind of stuff, but the, those pop culture kind of things, like what was it like during Watergate and everything? And on some of those things, they're kind of like, yeah, I wasn't really tuned into all that stuff. I wasn't really tuned in. And um, so I, I'm encouraging my kids to to pay attention to it, ugly as it is, like I say, just because this is a moment in time that I think, you know, for the, for the rest of your days, people are going to look back on and ask questions about. Um, but it is, like I say, it's crazy and it's and it's weird and who knows. But I will say in football terms, it's good to see some of the prominent football guys out there like Carson Wentz, especially Carson Wentz, picking up where his former teammates, Malcolm Jenkins and the aforementioned Chris Long left off. I, I, I was just talking to to long, like I say, and I, and I did say to him and I didn't want to be cheesy with him, but I, I, I still consider the greatest sports image of the 21st century when he reached out and put his arm around Mal- Malcolm Jenkins, who was raising a fist. And that's when I declared a couple of few years ago, the Eagles to be America's team, the, uh, the true America's team. Um, and Chris Long is, uh, is, um, you know, that, th- that's what we need. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he comes from a life of privilege. He would tell you that, but those sorts of acts, I feel like go a long way. And speaking of privilege, um, I, you know, I, I am certainly of privilege and I'm thinking about my privileges versus other people's. And, but, you know, before we get into it here, Spaghetti, I have, I have no high minded thoughts to share as usual. I'm assuming you wouldn't expect anything better, more of me, anything better of me, but you ever, you know, the movie Ratatouille, and the ghost chef, he always he's the guy who teaches the rat how to cook. And he says, anyone can anyone can cook. I always have felt like um, anyone can talk into a microphone. I'm just one of the people who got lucky enough to get paid to do it. And, you know, I don't want to get up on Mount Pius about this, but it is worth repeating uh, that while I sit here, I mean, obviously, I'd have to be something less than lucid to not understand this. But I do feel obliged to say that while I sit here doing the decidedly inessential work of flapping my gums about sports and the game of life and otherwise still a shout out remains to the true essential workers. Uh, the people who go into hospitals uh, and have for the last few months and legitimately have risked their lives, especially in New York and uh, some other big areas there. People, these people have chose to do something with the, with their lives. So the doctor, nurse, EMT, these are people who are doing something important. What Spaghetti and I are here doing today and what we have been doing um, with uh, with the DDFP is fun, um, and I hope it entertains you, but essential at the end of the day, it is not. And I guess I'm thinking about those essential workers that I mentioned because I grew up with Mo Damashek, a nurse, you know, from Steeltown, went and uh, – and uh, became a nurse and and help people on on every level and a father who was a doctor and an oncologist and treating people who had cancer and all the the worst of that and I'm not trying to necessarily draw a direct line um, and bask in their reflected honor uh, I'm just telling you who they are so I am aware of the difference between what we do and what uh, important people do um, 
But as it pertains to me, or at least uh, teenage or younger, Vane Dave, Vane Dave cared more about the fact that old Mo was always listening to my stories. And that obviously informed where I sit now and why I, I do what I do for a living is that she encouraged and indulged all my uh, all my dumb stories. So you can blame her and you can also equally, if not more, blame my old man for getting me into sports. He's the number one reason why I am the diehard sports fan that I am taking me to all manner of the games. I didn't fully appreciate it when I was growing up. It was just uh, my state of being again, referring to the privilege um, that, that I've had versus other people. But you know, when it was a hockey night in Pittsburgh, if it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, my old man would go from downtown. He would, you know, do his work. He would leave downtown, come to our house, pick me and my sister Amy up, then drive us back downtown to the igloo. And sometimes Mo would uh, would boost us a ride down there instead so we could meet up with the old man to go to a game. And we went to every Pitt football game and every Pitt basketball game and every Steeler game. And my parents showed up to every Little League game I ever played. Um, and, and, you know, I don't want you to think I just had a one track mind though, just talking about, just thinking about sports. Cause when I wasn't watching sports, I was, I was, uh, I was reading novels and doing my homework. Now I wasn't doing those things. I, I, I'm just kidding about that. I was watching tapes of Letterman episodes that I had recorded from the night before. And so I was, uh, I was a two track mind, I guess. Um, so it's crazy for me 20 years after I moved out to Los Angeles that I've either been writing on a late night show or talking about sports and getting paid to do those things. It's, it, it's, uh, it's a, been a crazy opportunity. Um, and in light of that, I want to go back right around this time on the calendar in 1993, almost to the day back in 93. It's easy for me to remember when I'm thinking of, because I know it was when the Pittsburgh Penguins two-time Stanley Cup champions were in the playoffs going for their third straight cup. And I was in Pittsburgh debating where to go now that my driver's license had just turned over to say that I was officially a grown-up. And on one hand, I was considering signing a lease in Pittsburgh with my pals Richie and Brett. And Brett was a bartender at a bar called Aussie's at the time. And they had great wings and, and Richie and I would go there and we'd watch the Penns road playoff games and Brett would slip us beers and wings. And it was just uh, it was the height of living um, for us. And then on the other hand, my pal Reggie, who I went to Indiana University with, he and I were thinking of signing a lease on the north side of Chicago. And, um, you know, listen, we've debated all manner of things, uh, which quarterback is better and uh, which which uh, uniform is the best and everything else. But kind of like a debate of in and out versus five guys, there was no bad choice for me here. Either stay in Pittsburgh with uh, Richie and Brett and get a crib or move to Chicago and do the same with Reggie. And, uh, you know, these are things that, as always, as I always say, I don't need uh, I don't need your high minded thinking. I like to follow where my heart and gut tell me to go. The apartment in Chicago was cool as a block north and a block east of Wrigley Field. It, it really was a cool place. But then I was thinking, do I leave Pittsburgh while 66 Lemieux is on a collision course to play Gretzky in the final? And yes, major life decisions dictated by spectator sports. You can say what you want about me, but I have my priorities in order. Meantime, the Pens got taken to a seventh game by the Bum Islanders. And I went to that game and I watched there in agony 
when the Islanders' David Volick scored in overtime at Game 7 in Pittsburgh. And I took it as a sign from the sports gods. It was time for me to move on from Pittsburgh. If the Pens' playoff run was over, then this was a signal that I was supposed to move to the Midwest and go to Chicago. So off I went, and it was indeed great. A lot of booze, a lot of fun, good times. I can't imagine there's a more fun place to live in your 20s than uh, the north side of Chicago. But I still have to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. You know, uh, I have to make some scoots, make some money um, beyond the bartending gig that I got. But I do remember all the time, me and Reggie and our other pals sitting around late at night. And we would talk about at that age, we would talk about the actual gig, the, the nature of the work is besides the point. The goal that we determined was to get to work with our pals. We wanted to work with each other. And in fact, I concocted a great plan that we didn't enact, but I encourage you, if you're like in college now, maybe I, I'd love to hear, I'd love for like a, a group of of, uh, of friends to enact my plan that I came up with forever ago. It is, you you all agree to move to the worst sit, to the worst town in America. It can't be like a big city. You can't take over Dallas, Texas. It's too big already. But you choose like a, a smaller town and then like four or six of you all move to that town. And it'll be terrible because it's the worst town. But then you can take it over and you'll rule the town in about a decade or two. And then you won't just be surviving. You'll be living. But anyway, it didn't it didn't happen. It didn't go that way. But do drop me a line if you ever try this out, because I think it would be an interesting thing to do. But um, I instead ended up getting a sales job in downtown Chicago and it stunk. I really didn't like it. And I wasn't working with my pals besides. So I ended up moving to L.A. and I got lucky. Um, I don't mean that kind of lucky, though. Um, I, I got lucky that I met my pal Sal. And after that, I met uh, his cousin Jimmy and I uh, made uh, made great friends with those guys. And I got a job writing on The Man Show and then Jimmy Kimmel Live. And yes, that was the best. That was an awesome time. Um, but not the actual work part of it, as it turns out. It turns out these creative jobs, these writing jobs that be, oh, I, I, I don't want to do accounting and I don't want to do this. I want to go out to Hollywood and have a life of whimsy. The great irony is that those jobs are hard. I, I, I sat, I, I did both. I sat in a cubicle for a few years in Chicago and did corporate sales. And as the movie Office Space tells you, you only really, uh, you know, can you can get by doing about like 11 minutes of work a week. But when you're making pages and you're sitting at a table with world-class funny guys and, and, and women, and you're trying to crack wise, those jobs are hard. And you cannot show up and be like, yeah, I just couldn't come up with anything today, boss. You're, you're working harder on some level, but that's besides the point. The thing that made it great was I was working with my pals as I wanted to do um, when I was uh, talking with uh, with my guy Reggie back in Chicago. So I felt like I was uh, I was making it because of that. And then from there, I got on the radio um, and enjoyed flapping my gums, talking about sports for the reasons that I've already said. And then I got a call from Tom Brady, not uh, not the one who. Um, is the retiree down in the Tampa St. Pete area. Um, the Brady who was starting some stuff up at NFL media. And so <clears throat> that was 10 years ago. And over the last decade, it has again been a hoot. And yes, again, it's very fun to talk about sports, but more it's fun talking about sports and fruit 
and movies and donuts and doing it with Handsome Hank and Matt Money Smith and the Times Kibitzing with Handsome and my guy Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones Drew, four guys who I always like to say to those guys when we would go out to dinner or after we would do a DDFP or whatever, I would say, I mean, really, I don't want to make too big a deal about it, especially with what's going on in the world, but maybe there is something to glean. I don't know. But four guys who really had absolutely positively nothing in common to, with, with each other, an Englishman who liked Dan Marino and cricket and a Bayou guy and Ike and a Pittsburgh guy with a nasally voice uh, and Maurice Jones drew from, from the East Bay. And yet we got along famously and boy, was it fun because they were our pals. Speaking of good times, obviously got to thank you, Eddie Spaghetti and your predecessor, the great Emma VP. And before Emma VP, there was black tie, of course, and Kent Brown's mom's son and Ryan Bartlett. And the queen of the pie off Tara slash Tara Deeker and rank and our ongoing champion and pal Mark Brady and all of our wall of famers. I can't tell you what it I mean, just just last year, Colleen Wolf and Maurice flew all the way to Austin, Texas, to be a part of our dumb DDFP show on South by Southwest. And um, like I say, I know inessential uh, is is the work that we do, but the best part, the most fun, has been doing stuff like football baby with the with the little boy doing picking games and bringing Oprah and Jean Claude Van Damme check into the studio. So yes, I'm uh, again, I am privileged, and uh, I know this more than ever again because of some of the pals I've mentioned already, and some that I haven't over the same decade have gone through awful stuff stuff like chemo treatments and, you know, hideous things like this. And some are going through those right now and some are already gone. And so now in order to not just merely survive, but to live without, you know, again, it's time for me to jump. Um, I, I, you know, I was thinking about like, it's kind of the Tom Petty songs, time to move on, time to get going. Uh, the difference is what lies ahead I do have a way of knowing, except that this uh, dang 19 has delayed what I've got coming up. Uh, so so please do stay tuned on social media and otherwise. But what I can tell you now is that it's going to be with my pals. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And I know the old nurse and doctor uh, sitting there in Pittsburgh, sequestered still, will be listening and watching just like they always have. And that more than anything is is what makes me still feel privileged and it's been a privilege to have you listening, Czech Republic and beyond. And I hope you'll keep listening and watching. And remember, when football resumes, I hope your team wins, unless they're playing my team. I raise a glass of rosé to you all. Cheers. And I guess thanks, ultimately, to David Volick for scoring that goal back in 93, or else I wouldn't be sitting here. Although I don't know if I had it to do over again if I wouldn't have Lemieux score and advance and play the Canadians and then beat Gretzky and how that life might have turned out. But listen, let's not play what if now. Play the music one last time there, Eddie Spaghetti. And I will go out with this. We'll talk to you soon. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.